Okay, well that was uh, the World Cup final. France 4, Croatia 2, a lovely game. A game of two halves to start with a cliche, wasn't it, Alex? Because all different things happened during that game. Uh, you mentioned that the first three goals of the game were all from set pieces. At times during the first half, Croatia looked more on top of the play, enough to worry Philippe over there in the corner. Uh, so it was a difficult game to get hold of, really, and we were sort of thinking, we're making a review, a, a tactical review of the game now. And up until about 40 minutes, we were sort of thinking, oh Christ, what are we going to say? What are we going to say? Yeah, neither side did anything particularly different from what we expected. France sat back, defended. The, their pressing shape was a little different, so they went to more of a 4-4-2 rather than a 4-3-3. Yeah. Matuidi still falling back, and Mbappe a bit further back than he had been. What was interesting was that Pogba was bursting out of the line in order to press Rakitic specifically, which we haven't really seen the shape disrupted in that way too much. So they obviously identified that as a danger. Croatia, as ever, looking to attack down the wings. Modric was drifting out into the right-hand wide space, Croatia's right-hand wide space, an awful lot, trying to um, basically drag France over to the Croatian right-hand side to open up uh, Croatia's left for a switch of play and then an attack down that side. How, how did that work in terms of the major incidents of the game? Were there, I mean, two of Croatia's goals, obviously Mandzukic and Perisic, Perisic being, or well, certainly starting on the left coming inside. How did that uh, ploy work in terms of those major events? Did it have an effect? Um, only in so far as, as you know, they, they were able to win a, a free kick from that. The, the Mandzukic goal was just good general pressing from a striker who yeah. wasn't going to give up on something. Um, and quite bad goalkeeping. And quite bad goalkeeping. Um, but I think I think what it meant was that, that Croatia, from a psychological point of view, at 2-1 down, beginning the second half, yeah. Croatia had had enough attacking success and had worried France enough for them to feel like they could come forwards and try and attack France more which played entirely into the way France wanted them to play. Yeah. They wanted them to be open. They wanted them to push. Particularly. It's, a, it's a Deschamps trap. It's a Deschamps trap. Right. Um, and by leaving that space in midfield, as Rakitic and Modric both pressed high, uh, particularly also then once Kramaric was on, all of a sudden you've got a gaping hole yeah. uh, into which Mbappe can run because Pogba has the range of passing to find him. And from that point on, it was it was all France. Yeah. Well, Phil, uh, you were very emotional at the end of the game there. I felt Jody Jody just stopped crying. <laughs> you, you, you've won a World Cup. Uh, how was that game for you? Was, um, again, similarly to the Argentina game, I've lost a few pounds watching that. <laughs> uh, no thanks to, uh, well, entirely thanks to Hugo Lloris. It would be so much easier if he hadn't made that sure, mistake. Sure. Um, I don't really know what to say, to be honest with you. How, do you, how does it feel? I mean... I got into football in France '98. Yeah. I come from a, quite an unsporting family. Uh, it's only really my granddad who's into football, yeah. and that seemed a lot more. Even to this day, seems a lot more sketchy now to actually appreciate something as an adult is uh, overwhelming. Yeah. How like, old would you have been in '98? Ten. Ten. Yeah. So this so, is very different. It was uh, no. Uh, I, I, it's, it's it's just amazing. Yeah. And did you did you ever expect this to happen before the tournament? Not before the tournament. No. Yeah. I thought that France would um, get as far as the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, I was wouldn't have been surprised if they'd lost the Uruguay either. To be honest with you. But, yeah. Um, ever since the group stage, France have looked in lots of very different ways 
very capable of, win of winning the tournament, and it's um, yeah, it's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sounds. I think the sounds make for good. Listening. The sounds of an I emotional. I hope so because there's not a lot of words there. <laughs> uh, Alex. France's goal scorers, uh, one of them has been given as a, as a Mario Mandzukic own goal, although it looked like it was going in anyway, from a Griezmann free kick. The Griezmann penalty penalty decision was arguable, although perhaps wouldn't have made much of a difference towards the end of the game. Uh, but Paul Pogba and Kylian Mbappe, both on both on the score sheet, both players who had really fantastic tournaments. Martin Keown made a very strange comment towards the end of that game, saying that, oh, why haven't we seen this Paul Pogba player? It's the first time we've seen him this uh, this year, which I think is... a a little bit strange, but he certainly stepped up a little bit for the tournament, didn't he? Pogba has been fantastic, and he's been fantastic in a, a number of different ways. He's his range of passing, the particularly the the long range passing out to the right hand side for Mbappe has been superb. Mm. His ability, I mean, the the goal that he scored was a move that he started with a fan. I mean, just. To, to judge the weight of that pass, knowing how quick Mbappe is, yeah. to be able to get to that uh, was wonderful. And then to be able to burst forwards. And, and a lot of times this happened against Argentina as well. His surging runs forwards out of central midfield, carrying the ball, getting the opposition defence, backing off him, yeah. not sure which way he's going to go, and then being able to release Mbappe particularly... Um, but also to look for Hernandez on the left or to link up with Giroud. That's, that's been a real feature of France's counter-attacking play. But I would also say I think that perhaps his, his role against Belgium was overlooked yeah. in, in terms of the amount of defensive work he put in. You know, he, Which is he, something he gets criticised for with Manchester United. Hugely. Yeah. Um, and, and I think in, in this system, yes, OK, it was effectively it was a 4-2-3-1. Or it was it was written as a four two three one, but it was effectively a four three three. Matuidi covered so much on that left hand side that um, the the Pogba that we see in a proper double pivot, who does get occasionally exposed defensively, we didn't see that. No. And against Belgium, he marked Fellaini out of the game, yeah. and he tracked Fellaini constantly. And uh, Fellaini had been so good prior to that point, winning aerial balls, being an issue for particularly defensive uh, or centre-backs that can get physically bullied a little bit. Yeah. There was maybe question marks over Varane and that, but but Pogba completely protected that side of the French defence. Well, his position in this France team as well speaks to the strength of the squad overall because a player of Pogba's ability, when you see a player like that in another team, for example, with, with Croatia, and this is probably um, not perhaps recognising the, the importance of players like, uh, like Perisic and, and Rakitic and Mandzukic as well, but Modric gets a lot of the acclaim for being the leader of the team, being the best player in the team. You look at the front side, you might say, OK, well, Paul Pogba, he's quite young, he's had a big money transfer, he plays at a huge club, he's going to be the player. He was almost outshone at times by what Kylian Mbappe did, and perhaps that... What, how, do, how do you think? How do you summarise that? Does it make it seem like more of a team? Is it, should Pogba be getting sort of more credit? Or I, I, I think it's really difficult to answer that. I mean, it, it's been Mbappe's tournament as far as I'm concerned, because the way he lit up, and we, we were talking before recording, you know, what, what have the best games been? Mm. Um, and, you know, possibly Belgium, Japan, possibly Spain, uh, Portugal, but France-Argentina, for me, has was the game of the tournament, mm. and, and that was Mbappe's game. Yeah. Um, again, scoring in the final, two in the semi-finals, you know, he's, he's been exhilarating, and he's brought a kind of a joy with the way he plays mm. obviously he's very fast but there's a skill and an intelligence there as well yeah. 
Pogba has been in a supporting role to that, but he's he's excelled in that supporting role. Yeah, uh, and I think this is one of the things with the French team is there's been this has been a French team of of sacrifice to a degree. Yeah. You know, Giroud has has played this hold up game selflessly to bring in other players. Griezmann has. I don't want to say being reduced to, but Griezmann's played a very defensive role. He's been pressing a lot, he's been an out-ball a lot, but mm. looking to set up other players. Blaise Matuidi, basically his job was to just run up and down that left-hand side. Yeah. So a lot of players with big reputations have have subsumed their individual instincts mm. in order to function as a team. Yeah. And I think for all the flack that Deschamps has received prior to this and for being very pragmatic and being a bit dull and maybe not selecting the best players he has created a squad that clearly want to play for each other yeah. and who are prepared to, to not try and run games themselves because they're, they're working as part of a game plan Yeah. OK, well let's talk about Croatia briefly. I suppose I mean it's, it's a fantastic achievement for them to, to, to reach the final uh, as it is for any team. The concern for Croatia I suppose going forwards into the next tournaments will be that the the team certainly the uh, the the biggest performers in this Croatia team are quite on the old side certainly Modric, Mandzukic, Perisic players perhaps unlikely to be there in four years time so it's maybe the end of that particular generation shame they couldn't get further but I mean it, as as I said it's an amazing achievement and beforehand we certainly wouldn't have thought they would have made it all the way particularly that performance against England they deserved to be there didn't they oh without question um, and. They've they've stuck pretty rigidly to a game plan that they've executed very well. I think Perisic particularly has been excellent. Uh, Modric, as ever, has been very very good. But other players have have done their part. You know, Vida's defended very well. Um, Vesalko has played excellently at right back. Subasic in goal. Mm. So you know, it's not it's not like they they got there by luck. No. Um, and they gave France a really really good game. Yeah, four um, two in a final. You know, in terms of the the VAR penalty. Yeah. Um, I I don't have a strong opinion either way on whether it was or wasn't. It's irrelevant because it was given. Um, but I think it did change the 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 complexion of the game greatly because it meant that Croatia had to come out and attack in the second half. Yeah. If they'd gone in at one one, they probably wouldn't have tried to push the game as much as they did. Mm. They would have kept plugging away in the same fashion, and I think they possibly could have won. Yeah. Um, by opening up. They invited France to counter-attack, and, and that was the issue. But, you know, Croatia can be justly, hugely proud of what they've done. Yeah. And they do have some good attacking talents to come through as well. You've got people like Ante Koric, you've got people like Piaka who came on in the, the end of the second half. Kovacic so, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's not young anymore, but he no, wasn't starting. No, so, you know, and, and they've, got, they've got players playing a lot in the Bundesliga. Um, I, I'm sure we'll see some of these, you know, Maybe Rebic, who's at Eintracht, will move on somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens to this Croatia team. OK. Uh, we've got a guest here with us as well at the moment, uh, which is Alice. Hello, Alice. Hi, Joe. You came to watch the football with us. I did. What did you make of today's game? Did you enjoy it? It was really exciting. Yeah. Um, and I think I said before that, because uh, this World Cup has been so exciting... This felt like... Um, it was a fitting a, end. A fitting end, exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm pleased to have been able to watch it with Philippe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so pleased to have been able to watch it with yeah, Philippe. Yeah, it's well. really great. Yeah. Really great. I forgot, really, that it was happening until you got really upset, and I thought, oh, yeah, someone someone <laughs> in the room cares. 
I've spent about two just... The worst bit of today has been... Which is a good thing. Mm. The, the worst bit of today has been two hours before leaving here. Uh, my girlfriend already left to watch it at a pub and mm. just generally sort of pacing around trying to find other things to do <laughs> for a couple of hours. So I had to walk in here. My favourite thing of the day <clears throat> was when uh, someone, Alice, who came from outside, witnessed how much Lako Dalich really does look like you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's, it's, almost, it's nice to have that validated. So be, be me at my daughter's wedding in about 20 years' there time. There you go. <laughs> Equally nervously pacing before the speech, as yeah. you said earlier. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, I think uh, we made some predictions before that came. Not yeah. that it matters, because Phil's won overall with his extra five points uh, mm. for France going through. But I thought a final tally might be nice. I think Alex gets the point today. Alex gets the point. Well, who got the points yesterday? Uh, we didn't predict yesterday, so did, Joe, no, Joe officially docked everyone. Is that officially me, then, because I didn't make a prediction? No, but you didn't send it to me until... Uh, <laughs> did you send it to me? I texted you. That you texted me for this game. I texted you the, uh, the night before the I, end. Of I the don't game think as well. you get the point just by default. <laughs> no, I'm getting great. I think we just I think we We just act like yesterday didn't happen because sure. that's what everyone else has done. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So um, Alex gets a point for this. Yes, which uh, on five. Hey, look at that! You got five. Well done. Five overall. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, for Joe, being... you're on eight. There, yeah, yeah, and I'm on sixteen. 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 <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, God. Uh, we've been duped by the quiet man in the corner. Oh, <laughs> quiet drawing man in the corner. Yeah. Okay. I suppose it's fitting now. It's the end of the tournament. We've been in a hot room upstairs at the old Red Lion Theatre. Do come on down. We won't be here, but maybe that makes it more interesting for you to come <laughs> along now without fear of uh, sweaty men from upstairs coming down to shake your hands and say, hello, do you like us? Do you like us? Uh, but it's the end of the World Cup, and it might be nice to uh, have a little go around, see what everyone's favourite moments were. I think perhaps we can start with favourite goal. There were uh, The BBC kindly uh, re- reminded us of what the best goals were. There was some conversation in the room about whether the Pavar one was better than the Charisma one. What are your thoughts, Phil? Um, mine would be Pavar. Sure. Um, in- Obviously, there's a certain amount of bias, but I think every time you watch the Pavar goal, especially from behind, yeah. and see the trajectory of the ball, it is absolutely incredible. Really For the sake of argument, I also really liked um, the Musa goal yeah. against Iceland, mm. uh, where his leg comes up to quite a ridiculous yeah. he does the uh, old ballerina thing. angle, and then takes it down and bangs it in the net. I thought that was amazing as well. Alex, best team goal, that Croatian breakaway in the Japan game? The Belgian one. Belgian. Belgian. Did I say Croatia? Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah, the Belgian one when they uh, they came back uh, to win three two. Best team goal. That's my favourite team goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I think for me that's the best team goal. You and mustn't forget that actually England broke that Argentina record as well, didn't they? Number of passes before they, the goal. They did. They yes. did. Yeah. Because um, we're and the best at football. <laughs> Pavard's goal for me personally. Sure. Um, but because I have a massive crush on Pavard. So. Sure. Well, he is French, isn't he? Yes. You know, they're all cool. Okay, and your favourite moment overall? Uh, it's got to be the Iran front roll throw-in. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. Yeah. But in the dying seconds of the game, it's, and it didn't work. It didn't work, and no, it had to be so taken bad. again. And also, just... uh, uh, I've forgotten his name, the uh, Belgian second striker, mm. the, the substitute... Uh, Michi Bachwai oh kicking himself in the face did yeah. you see that Alice yeah, oh, yeah. No. oh um, no there's been a few moments like that in this tournament where you've just gone oh. I mean Loris, I suppose adds to the pile they're not quite as funny but uh, I think also on a more serious note Mbappe is just getting something now I don't know a reward the, oh, he's, he's getting a young reward. player and he's, Macron's just kissed him on he's the getting head. his GCSE results <laughs> <laughs> him him beaming from ear to ear yeah. in the anthems 
just before the game, he looked so chilled out yeah. and so like he was going to enjoy himself. He's also yeah. wearing a tricolor, like a um, like a sort of cape around his waist yeah. there, which I quite like. That's he's, nice. He's yeah. awesome. It makes him look like a soldier. I'm he? looking forward to seeing so much from him yeah. um, going forward. Well, you have to start watching Liga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <There you laughs> uh, the, patri- the patriotism's left your body. Only, only with Liga. Uh, Alice, what was your favourite moment? Um, I think the um, Eric Dyer penalty. Nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that was a nice moment. Yeah. yeah, I like that moment too. I don't know what mine was. I, I, I was going to say the uh, the Iran forward roll throw in because it was just so. I quite uh, like the the in in a in a perverse kind of way the Iran disallowed goal, right, which yeah. we've included in the video, just because I was watching that with a of group of people didn't particularly weren't particularly interested in it but it was just mm. it seemed to it really encapsulate parts of football that really hurt because right, yeah. <laughs> it was I was really pleased as well that Iran had got the equaliser just for basically on the dog status yeah. but for that to be then be kind of clutched away and yeah. it's, it's, it, considering that VAR's played such a uh, played a really big part in this tournament as well I think it was quite a big moment yeah. to really change the kind of yeah. course of the game so that, that would be v- up there. VAR really like ruled group B yeah there were yeah. so many VAR yeah, that. yeah. During, during that round of games as well yeah. yeah can we also just take a moment for Benjamin Mendy mm. who is now in a season where he's basically been injured the entire time right has won the Premier League with a record points tally and the World Cup <laughs> sure <laughs> which is there you go that's a successful year pretty awesome well, there's yeah. a war for Instagram he should be up there as well barely it's, it's kicked a ball fun. in anger I, I just, I'm going to break the rules a little bit and stretch my favourite moment to a uh, length of time, okay. which was the, 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 the opening Thursday when Russia won 5-0 uh, and then the second day when the Portugal-Spain game was 3-3. Mm. And it was, really, it was two games where I really thought, oh, fuck, the World Cup started. That is amazing. <laughs> and to be fair, before Russia won 5-0... Yeah. The Robbie Williams oh, performance yeah. in that opening <laughs> ceremony. God, about that. With, with, giving the middle finger to the camera. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, was just wasn't it? Yeah. That some extraordinary feels stuff. Like it happened on the day that I was born. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. This World Cup has been going on for longer than Kylian Mbappe's been alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, well, um, it's been a fairly short podcast today, uh, but we're all in a rush. We're still making videos. There's loads coming out next week, and it's hot, and uh, I think we're all tired and emotional, so... Uh, you'll forgive us for a, a shorter episode than uh, we ordinarily would record. But thank you so much for, for listening. We uh, we had a look at the, um, at the at the figures over the World Cup and we're sort of overwhelmed with how many people have downloaded and listened. So thank you so much if, uh, well, you are one of those people because you're listening to this. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it's not the end for us. Uh, we'll be making videos throughout the rest of our lives, no doubt. Certainly that's how it feels. Uh, the podcasts will go back to being... Uh, much less frequent probably once a week and probably not until uh, the new season of the Premier League begins um, but uh, look forward to that and uh, yeah thanks very much thanks guys do you want to say goodbye au revoir oh that's a fitting way to end isn't it goodbye oh we ruined it